From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fire some freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? February 23rd, 2023. Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast powered by our good friends over at mtm case guard and uh yeah if you're not familiar with those products you probably should be and more than likely you've probably got a few of them sitting around uh one of the cool things recently that i found from them i've got uh has to do with archery and there are some of you out there of course that's into archery but i've got a big one of their big i don't even know what they call it the deluxe arrow case maybe or something of that nature and this thing holds a ton of arrows uh but recently found that they've got a traveler case as well that just holds six uh and of course broadheads and tools and all the other things so uh, a lot of storage stuff over there as far as the firearm uh shooting sports related stuff goes most of all of it is injection molded and they've been doing that for many many years so one of the best definitely a staple of the shooting sports gear uh, industry for sure over there at mtm case guard so be sure to check them out mtm case guard let me back up because that's not right it's mtm case dash guard i forget that silly dash every time but uh mtm case dash guard and guard is spelled g-a-r-d by the way uh dot com and if you use the code clover tack you're going to get uh 10 off your order so uh we do have matt with meet the pressers patiently waiting in the back going to have a uh, conversation today a little bit of fun uh talk about him talk about his projects all of that good stuff so remember as we move along if you are joining us out there in the live chat throw those questions in that live chat uh, comments whatever we will try to get to them if they're relevant to the conversation that is but i will flag them be patient i don't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation but we'll try to get to them. Also, want to mention uh, a big shout out, a big thanks to the Patreon patron crew, the YouTube channel member crew, uh, those that super chat, super thanks, those that shop slash shop. Right now, it looks like my website's down for some reason. So when we're done recording here, I got to go check on that. Maybe it's just a fluke, server maintenance, who knows? But uh, we'll get that sorted out. Uh, also, proud to be a member of Professional Outdoor media association professional outdoor media association that's right poma i'm so used to calling them poma that i forget what it stands for sometimes uh, and then also a great podcast network a lot of cool podcasts over there uh, with the firearms radio network so be sure you check that out as well let's get mad in here what's up brother what's up man good to see you yeah definitely uh got to hang out a little bit at shot show this year which was fun yeah, shot show. Uh, did you get the crud? Shot show crud? I did not. Me either. I did not. I got um. I got my normal. Well, I'll take that back. What was it? Twenty twenty. I got the Rona in twenty twenty. I swear yeah. I did. I like to died before we got back. Um, uh, and that was before we knew anything about the Rona. Yeah. But um, heard, yeah, this year it was a lot the, of people. Yeah, this year it was the usual. Um, I get it kind of going, and then I get the thing coming back it's always worse coming back for some reason i think because i've acclimated to the climate and everything else out there in vegas i think we're um, also probably sleepless nights not eating well i think all that just our immune system shot after being there for a week it, yeah it probably adds up because right. you know i had this i had almost a cold is the only way you can explain it so i mean right. it could have been like allergies or something i mean you go from the the dry desert into the humid you know, all kinds of allergens and other things here in, in East Texas. So uh, bound to happen. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty much over all that. You know, the snot and the cough and the stuff like that went on there for a few weeks. But pretty much over it now, thank goodness. You know what we do. So I don't know if you know or not, but uh, I'm a beekeeper. And I harvest the propolis from the beehives. That's the mm. sticky, sappy stuff inside the hives. And I turn it into propolis, propolis tincture. So at SHOT Show, if I, anywhere, anywhere I go, I always bring a little spritz bottle with me and it's uh, propolis mixed with Everclear. So I really don't know if it's the Everclear that's doing the work or if it's the propolis, but either way, it's still good. Right. Um, yeah. And anytime I get a sore throat, I just spray it in my throat, 
nothing. N never get a sore throat after that. It's gone. It kills it. Nice. Uh, it you're, you're speaking Greek there a little bit, but my wife's sort of into all that uh, nice. you know, natural homeopathic stuff. I'm sure she'll mention that to her. She'll know what you're talking about. Uh, I know that uh, she's gotten some, uh, she's got a friend, I think, that, that, uh, that tends bees as well. And I know she's gotten some honeycomb and some beeswax and some other, uh, some other different things from them. So, I mean, she may already have some stuff like that. Who knows? But uh, I do, I stay on a vitamin regimen pretty much year round. Um, you know, ramping up that for shot show, it's like, why not year <laughs> round and be double, triple dose, be good, right? Yeah. Uh, so that may help. I don't know. I think if you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. I don't True. It's one of them things, right? Herd immunity. Uh, yeah, right. Um, with SHOT Show, how many years have uh, have you made SHOT Show? I know it's been a few. Yeah, I think this is my 10th. I think wow. I was adding, adding up in my head, and it was like my, my ninth or 10th. I, I think it's ninth actual. You take away the one we missed because of COVID, but 10 years in a yeah. row. That doesn't count. I just, you know, <laughs> I just omit that. I, yeah. I pretend that year didn't happen. Uh, yeah. On many different levels, I pretend that year didn't happen. <laughs> For sure, you know. For sure. Um, how has just curious? I mean, in what capacity, you know, do you attack Shot Show? So you go out to Shot Show. Do you have certain goals, and have they yeah. evolved over the years? Oh, most definitely. So the first time going, I went with uh, Laser Ammo. I was uh, basically a sales rep for them. And hey, guns are evil. Tony Simon. Um, so I went with uh, with Laser Ammo as pro staff for them, work in their booth. I did that for probably three or four years at first. Um, and then I, I went on my own for my FFL. I've got a Type 7 FFL. We added, just added the Class 2 so we can deal with oh, NFA, okay. NFA items now. Um, and then after that, I uh, started doing it for Meet the Pressers. So uh, Clint and I went wow, for the first okay. year. Where we were able to actually go as media, which was pretty cool. And I've gone and helped um, now one of our, our prime sponsors being Mantis. So I've helped them out every so often uh, over the past few years. And uh, this year, I think I was only able to get over their booth for probably a couple hours on Tuesday and a couple hours on Wednesday. Other than that, I was just busy hitting sponsors and getting content. We did 24 interviews, which was the most interviews we've ever done, which was awesome. Wow. Now, going in three different capacities what uh what's the toughest i mean which one is the most demanding it seems like um i would probably say well i mean i guess it's different demanding so if i go for somebody else sure. or i'm working pro staff then you know i'm i'm trying to meet their needs and i think right. that that's probably the most demanding because you're there you can only take a break when they tell you to take a break your goal is to make sure that you're valuable to them etc and you're standing on your feet talking the whole time. So obviously you can't take breaks like you would right. if, for media. Like, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to go sit in the uh, media right. room and, and sit yeah, down chill. on one of those nice, yeah, one of those nice couches or something or go over and grab some food. You don't really have that luxury if you're working pro staff at a booth standing there all day. So I, I think that's probably the hardest working pro staff for somebody full time being at their booth selling stuff. Um, we're talking about it because you're not selling anything at SHOT Show, right? Right. So, selling, selling it. Business. Selling it. Just You're, playing, you're getting it. orders. You're securing yes, orders, I guess. For sure. For sure. Say, yeah. um, I think the 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 one for my FFL was odd because I got in for the FFL, but I was really still focusing on interviews and trying to build the, the, meet, ah, the presser, okay. meet the Pressers brand. I was right. as, as worried about getting, um, you know, I was interested in looking at new products to be able to stock those new products for clients and, and right. customers and such, but yeah, so it's, it's different. It's a different, different ball game. I, I enjoy the media aspect of it because it's, you know, it's really my schedule and, and somewhat other sponsor schedules. Yeah. And the media lends itself to meeting people, I think, to actually meeting people, you know, sure. I guess if you're, whether you're working a booth as a, as a company or, um, you know, as a pro staffer or, you know, marketing or whatever it might be, you're meeting people, but it's not the same. No. <laughs> you know, as, as actually getting to know people and, and having a, a conversation that doesn't revolve strictly around sales, you know. And I think the the in the conversations start differently if they see media on your tag. 
versus if you're a company, it's it's more like, I oh, did. you got a they got a, you got a product that uh, I may or may not want to talk about. Whereas it's media, it's like I got a product that I want to tell you about. So that opens up. I think it opened up for us in the media. I think it opens up that communication, that conversation a lot quicker and, and also makes yep. it a little bit more valuable. And you cut to the chase, kind of. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, now, over years, that evolution, um, let's get a little bit, I guess, into the, the history of Meet the Pressers. You, you sure. elaborated on a little bit there. Um, what's been the, the progression? When, when was the starting point, basically, when you thought, you know, the idea behind getting Meet the Pressers started? Yeah, so uh, I originally had a show called the PS and Ed Show with one of my uh, former employees who was helping me with the gun store when we first started that out. And uh, he ended up getting a job close to his house, so Pat took a job there. So we put it on the back burner. I went and did the level two instructor class for UTM, UTM level two um, law enforcement instructor slash civilian instructor mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. Clint Macro hosted UTM to come in and, and do the class. And Clint's like, well, where's Pat? I'm like, well, he took a job. He, you know, he, he had to go on to better things. And he goes, what are you doing with the show? And I was like, oh, it's on the back burner. He goes, well, you got sponsors. You got momentum. You got, you can't just let it go on the back burner. I'm like, what, do you want to be my co-host? And he's like, he's like, yeah. So it was, uh, I think, February four, uh, just over four years ago, because we're going into our fifth episode. And uh, it was February where we had that conversation. And by April, we had the website, we had the name, Meet the Pressers, and uh, it was off and running. And our, our goal was to do, originally, we started with longer formats, so like an hour, but we thought that's that's a lot, even for, you know, even for the internet, for sure. Uh, so we, so we kind of wielded it down or you know, whittled it down to about a half an hour interviews. Sometimes they go a little bit more depending on the content. And if it's good content, we'll, we'll run it. Uh, yeah. And it, it, the concept originally was just, let's just do kind of like we're doing now, right? Get on, talk about uh, yeah. about life and interview people and see what they're doing and help promote their products and such. And it's been an awesome way to meet people that uh, I don't know if we'd ever meet or maybe it would take a lot longer to meet them. And the cool thing is, is when they come on the show, they get an actor's credit. So that's really given us a lot of pull to get people on the show that might not have normally wanted to or been able to come on the show or, or I mean, made the time. We've got a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of cool people on the show that we've given them actor's credits on, on Hollywood, on IMDb. Right. And how does that work? I mean. So Clint was uh, in the film industry back in the 90s, behind the uh-huh. scenes stuff. And so he's had it. He's been on IMDb for ages. I mean, I had two. Two, uh, two credits, I guess you could say, as right. uh, extras in movies from back in the, the 90s. Right. But he's been on there and actually had legitimate credits in Hollywood. So when we came up with the idea, was, well, let me see if I can get it picked up on IMDb. And he submitted it. They accepted it. So the show got listed on IMDb. We're like, well, wow. Ah, there you he, go. Yeah, he, so he already had the in. He already had the pro account because he had a long, he had longevity and him coming into this show and helping, you know, be the co-host of this show, Meet the Pressers, mm-hmm. really just uh, solidified it, cinched it. Yeah. Now, is there anything he worked on that we would recognize or remember? You have to check out IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's he, what, he's, he, he has he, a he lot was of asking stuff. that. He says, he yeah. says, what movie? So, yeah, go check out IMDb. There you go. IMDb, Clint Macro, or just meet the pressers, and then you'll see all his credits. But, yeah, right. some of them are uh, less less savory from, from way, way back in the day. Some, oh, of, them are, okay. some of them are, uh, you know, B-list movies. So yeah, there, okay. there's a few, there's a few of them that, that people have probably seen and didn't, didn't realize that, you know, he was, he was part of it, but there's some, there's some pretty good B movies though. Let's be honest. True. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Cause it's, that it's more realistic. It's more, you know, organic, more natural, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yep. But no, I, I get what you're saying uh, with, with the time frame on it. I mean, I, I try to keep this one, you know, this one around an hour. I always have, um, for me, that seems to be the sweet spot. Uh, yep. unless you get somebody in that, man, they're just not good at conversation. And yeah, that's tough. sometimes people fool you. You talk to them at yeah. shot show or, or in Ram or wherever it might be. And you're like, Hey, you know, let's get you on the podcast, have a conversation. And they're, they're really talking about in a, you know, they're in person, but then you get them on the internet in front of a camera and they are short. They're short and sweet answers to everything. Right. So it's not, it's not, no thought, no thought process. You know, so they, they, you think they can talk Turkey and then you get this. Right. Yeah. Like, how does that, how does that, 
Like that really helps for those that are in the audio podcast world, which is primarily where this goes. Uh, yeah, Matt just pointed to something in the background. Um, and even the people in the live chat probably can't even see what that is. So, uh, yeah, give us the, give us the explanation of that. What did, so, what did you point at? It's a turkey on the back of my, my pellet stove here in my, my studio. Okay. We I, see it now. That I shot in 2019 right up here on the, the cornfield behind my house. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's a, a turkey mount. Yep. And it's about a 25 pound uh, Tom that I, that I took with my Mossberg 12 gauge shotgun from 40 yards away. One nice. shot. Dropped, dropped them. Nice. Big. That's one thing I, I have not been able to do is turkey hunt. Uh, we do not have turkey in East Texas. There's turkey down there, isn't there? There's no turkey in East Texas. There's not. There's not much in East Texas. No, they they've tried to they tried to reintroduce them, but Texas Parks and Wildlife is is my opinion is stupid. Hmm. Um, the the turkey like you've got in the background, which is more of the New England style East Coast turkey. Right. That's what they try to introduce here. When uh, they could probably go get some West Texas turkey, and they would do better. okay. They would do okay. Yeah. Some native yeah. Texas. Now they're not as big and and pretty, but they still taste the same. It tastes like turkey. So, right. <laughs> and in some yeah. cases, I hear this is what's funny. Um, I do got some people that go. They go out west and down south and turkey hunt. I've just never been on one of those. Uh, and they tell me that the turkeys that uh, you hunt that are around the jalapeno fields mm, have a naturally ew. spicy meat. Wow. That's, that's what that's what they cool. say. I can't it, verify that. But that, that I mean, that's, that's got to make sense. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. It's just like the honeybees, right? When a honeybee picks up pollen and stuff, that honey is going to sure. be pollinated based on whatever they're pulling the nectar and the... the Pollen from so right yeah yeah very true. cool um, are you gonna make make me go down there and do some uh turkey hunting with jalapeno <laughs> in the jalapeno area at the jalapeno fields right <laughs> right and you know if nothing else uh pick you a few while you're down there cook it around the campfire and you're good to go you know for sure you still so season it up that way do, do you hunt at all have you hunted, hunted anything else um yeah i mean uh, dove deer squirrel okay um but I mean, the squirrels getting slim pickings here. Um, really? Yeah, it, it's they're not as big as I remember they used to be when I was when I was little. You know what? For um, me, that that was rabbit. Here, when I was a kid, we used to have tons of rabbit. And then when we moved back here after I got out of the army, it was like the rabbits just kind of dwindled. Now there now there's a lot more, but there's a lot more coyotes too. So I think the coyote. Well, this is true. Yeah. 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 The, the coyote, the coyotes and the, and the pigs, the pigs here are the crazy thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not honey. You're just going out and shooting them in the face. So, uh, <laughs> obliterating them, you know, I mean, if it's a small enough one that you want to mess with, sure. Uh, <laughs> Tony, a big Tony out there. He says, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, Turkey tastes like pizza and Marlboro. So that's, <laughs> not very that um, is very unappealing gross <laughs> <laughs> so uh note to self do not turkey hunt in new, in new jersey. jersey so that's how you do that I think, wow. he's, I think he's talking about something else in new jersey like the politicians are turkey or turkeys or something i don't know so, oh well that could be too politicians everywhere are turkeys i hate to yeah, i hate sure. to, to say it um now you were talking about when you were talking about earlier about getting guests you know for the show and bringing them on um you know, one of the one of the things that is is helpful with this podcast, especially when you're talking about the industry side of, of things uh, in particular, is it's an icebreaker. We talk about those connections and those relationships and getting to know you know people in the industry and companies. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a free and I'm air quoting here. Uh, it's a kind of a free way to get not to only get to know people, but to get their face and their company and their products and their mission in front of an audience at the same time. So it's a pretty cool dynamic to be able to offer something like that. Yeah. It's uh, you know, when, you, when somebody has something that's new that they want to get out there and say, I mean, you just look at any news station or talk show. If somebody's got a new movie, what do they do? They make the rounds, they go around to all these shows and they try to right. try to get it. I mean, it's the same kind of concept in our industry. It's just a little different. They, you know, they got a new gun or they got a new gadget or they got a new product or service they're trying to offer then. Yeah, right. we get a lot of those knock knocking the door down. I, I really try to make right. it 
Clint and I have tried to make it more unique where we've, we got people that, that we look up to in the training industry, uh, law enforcement, firearms, et cetera. So it's, you know, I've had, we've had a lot of people say, Hey, what do I got to do to get on your show? And I'm like, well, if you're asking me what you got to do to get on the show, then there might not be a good, you know, other than just a conversation, which is fine, but we really, we really want to have like somebody who's uh, premier in the firearms industry as far as a revolutionary product or training or well-known, it's got a big following that has something that, that they have to say that other people should hear kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm cut right here. I mean, I don't, oh, I don't stop. care. I don't care. As long as I've got somebody on that, that is, can carry on the conversation and is willing yeah. to carry on a conversation. Like, I don't care. I'm good. Uh, I find people interesting regardless. So mm-hmm. I, I, who knows if the audience out there does, but you know, everybody's got their own stories and perspective to things. True. Um, and you're right. You're talking about, you know, the people that make the circuit. I mean, right now, look, we've got a, a grand jury foreman girl making the circuit right now, which is horrible. I don't like to get all off into politics, but I don't know if you noticed that, but, Good no. Lord, I cringe, I cringe every time there's an interview with that chick. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been I've been in Florida for the past week teaching uh, teaching some classes and on family vacation. Just got home at six this morning, so it's yeah. Uh, for me, I've, other than hearing about more trains derailing every cu- couple of days around the country, didn't you have one in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I don't know. That's a, it's that's a it's a fairly common occurrence. Unfortunately, when you talk about that, um, they there's there there is supposed to be. This is the wonderful government at work doing no work. But <laughs> they're supposed to be. What happens to all the infrastructure money, right? That they that they get every year that they budget. Um, what happens? Where's the oversight? Where's all of this, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize the the rails in this country are horrible. I mean, the roads mm-hmm. are pretty bad too. Don't get me wrong, especially in certain places, South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, there yesterday. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, but the rails are bad too. I mean, they are. It's horrible. I mean, I, you know, I, it's certainly something I would think about before I jumped into a passenger train for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and well, even the flying aspect of it. You know, you get these pilots that are flying overtime and you know planes probably the maintenance isn't being done as much yeah. uh, as it as it was prior to covid and, and whatnot because everybody's short staffed and they're right. hiring on crappy people even restaurants you go to restaurants now and True. their hours aren't the same or if they are the same the customer service sucks like you gotta hail somebody down to get them to come to your table to even get you water or you know the the, the dishes are dirty or the food's horrible because you know they're hiring people just to, because they got to have bodies or they don't have enough bodies and then everything's slower and crappier because of that it's it's just a crazy world we're living in right now it makes you want to just you know move into a middle of the forest and be away from everybody it's it's definitely it's definitely i'm going to say i wouldn't say it's few and far between but it's certainly a little bit rare to go into a sit down restaurant and um and have a good waiter or waitress uh, that's attentive, that makes sure. One of my things is I should never have to ask for a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially decline a drink. You know, do you want more? No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I should never have to ask. Right. Ever. Top, keep it top uh, That's that's one of my pet peeves when you're in a when you're in a sit down. Yep. Uh, and I gotta say, we went uh, Monday evening. We went in. We'd been to that restaurant once before, and the wait, the wait staff, the waiter we had wasn't the greatest. I mean, he did the job, right? But he wasn't. He didn't go above and beyond. And the the girl we had this time was, oh my gosh, she was on top of the game and amazing. So, um, I think what it boils down to is, it takes a special kind of person. It's just like any job, right? It takes a special kind of person. Some people are there just for the paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And then other people actually enjoy the wait- the waiter and waitressing part of it. But, you know, you think they're there for the paycheck. You get a bigger paycheck and you'll have a paycheck for longer if you actually do the job to the best of your ability. I, I mean, I, I've waited before. I've done restaurants. I ran an Arby's restaurant. I was the youngest, youngest general manager in Arby's history at, at 21 years old when, after I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it, 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 I got that job because I worked every day except for Christmas after they fired the manager for missing a health inspection. 
and I turned it around and we we got the, we got like a 98 of the health inspection when they came back because I put a point system in place. Any employee that wants to get extra pay, do this is the worst thing that we got the health inspection uh, gig on. So I'm going right. to give you I'm going to give you 10 bucks whoever wants to clean that. And they'd go around the room and they they they'd fight over jobs that before cost us the health inspection. And because of that ingenuity and having team meetings and firing a few people that just didn't want to be team players, we got our health inspection passed and they promoted me to general manager at like 21 years old, youngest in Arby's history. And it's just, it's all about, I guess, you know, different types of people, you know, sit on, sit at, sit at home and make videos on TikTok and Instagram or get money from the government, government teat. Well, it's, or both. <laughs> I'm sure that happens too, right? Yeah, I'm sure, sure a lot of these big, huge TikTokers and things like that probably are getting a, you know, getting a check or at least a food card or whatever it is from the, yep. from the government. I mean, certainly. Yep. Uh, first, we shoot said a plane full of chemical experts headed to Ohio, crashed into a food manufacturing plant in Little Rock. Can't make this stuff up. Oh, he's serious. I thought he, I yeah. thought they were joking. Damn. One of the. You know, one of the things, I mean, you know, talking about that, I mean, one of the good things, I guess, about air travel, um, to an extent anyway, uh, is this is the perception thing, right? You think about the railways and the, the degrading of the, of the railroads. If you have a problem on a train, I, I think a lot of people don't think how catastrophic that can actually be. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you think about it with a plane, it's pretty obvious, right? Like right. you can't pull over a plane. You can't pull a plane over on the side of the road or, or slow it down necessarily mid flight. It just doesn't work that way. I actually use that as a joke in one of my classes. Uh, when I tell one of the classes I taught down in Florida this past weekend, uh, was the Sabre Red Pepper Spray and user class. And in there, they've got a slide like you're, thousand times more likely to be in a car accident than being being assaulted you know and i say who who in here has been, a, been in a car accident like almost everybody almost always puts their hands up and right. the next one's like you know you're 500 times more likely to 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 uh to die in a plane crash than whatever and and i'm like who here has been in a plane crash and nobody puts their hands up <laughs> right and then right. at the end i go but everybody knows somebody that's been in a car accident been in a plane crash or their house burnt down uh -huh. You know somebody or you know somebody that knows somebody. And, and because of that, that should put people in the mindset to be you know, their own first responder and be prepared with lethal, le lethal, less lethal, and medical items on them. I call them the trifecta of tools. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Tony out there, he says, Matt, just humble bragging about making Arby's history. His picture <laughs> is on the wall at Arby's HQ. So. Doubt that. <laughs> on the wall at the post office. Oh, at the post office. That's that's not good. You don't want to be on that wall. No, of course, no I don't know. That one either. I've got to wonder who goes in a post office anymore, including the postal employees. Is what I've got right. to wonder. But right, yeah. With all my mail getting delivered to the neighbor's house, uh, you know, incorrectly, I, I also wonder who goes into the post office. I got a. I've got a problem. I think it's finally got rectified. But I had uh, UPS was leaving my packages literally on the side of the highway i gotta walk through the woods to the highway Jeez. and they were leaving it on the side of the highway there instead of coming down the county road and actually dropping wow. my packages off i had three in a row that was that way and uh who do you complain to that's the problem right I mean, right and inspector general so we have an 850 foot driveway and sometimes it doesn't get same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get plowed as much as it probably could. But like if we don't have any guests in our guest house, I'd kick care less. I mean, I'm, if I'm right. not going anywhere, why am I going to plow it? Well, unfortunately, that means they'll they'll leave packages at the road, sometimes in plastic bags, sometimes not. And right. We've, we've, I've even had like during COVID when they didn't make you sign for stuff, I'd have I'd have stuff brought to my neighbors. And they like one of my neighbors calls me and goes, Hey, I think uh, I think I got a package here for you. I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, um, who's it from? And they're like, well, it's a big, big box. Uh, I think it might be a gun. I'm like, are you crap? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh. So they literally dropped a rifle or a shotgun. I can't remember what it was. Off to our neighbor, like left of it oh, our neighbors. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like wow, crazy. Like they don't wow. make you sign for stuff. They're they're starting to again. We've we've signed for some things, but during the COVID, it was like, nope, you ain't signing for it. We'll just leave it. 
Right. I've seen a, I've seen a couple of things like that. I, the, I was talking with the local gun shop that I worked through and he was telling me that, um, every now and then they're, they're pretty regular actually. Um, they will just leave a note. They don't even attempt to go down the driveway or anything. They'll just leave yeah. a note. And he's like, I know what it is. They're in a hurry or whatever. Right. Uh, and I've got to go to the post office and pick it up, but I can't go the same day because it's not back. So I got to go the next day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's <by> like, <laughs> he was, he was telling me this and I was like, yeah, well that, that sucks. And, uh, <laughs> He said, yeah, he said, here's the bad thing. And I had to have a conversation with the post office. He said, that happened. And I was telling the guy, a guy who ordered a, a, a gun. Mm-hmm. And they stood a deliverance. They slid a note in the box. And he's like, so I got the note. I called the guy and I said, hey, I'll have to go to the post office tomorrow and pick it up. They didn't deliver it. But, you know, I'll get to the post office tomorrow and get it. And I'll give you a call once I got it here at the shop. Well. Instead of the guy showing up at the shop, the guy went directly to the post office and the post office gave it to him. So not only did they not deliver it to the FFL dealer, but they released it to somebody that wasn't even the FFL dealer at the freaking post office. Wow. And so he's like, he's like, I went by the gun shop. I went by the post office to pick it up. And they're like, uh, yeah, we don't, it's not here. And he's like, what do you mean? It's not here. And he's like, um, somebody's already picked it up. And he's like, somebody has already picked it up. Like what? <laughs> and so he called That's the guy it. and he's like, uh, man, you need to bring that by the shop so we can get it logged in and everything. You know, it's yeah. like, it don't work that way. Right. Yeah. I had, um, I had somebody bought a shotgun from Palmetto State Armory. Was it a shotgun? No, it was a rifle. And had it sent here, and I opened it up, and it's and it's got a fin grip on it. New York State mm-hmm. still considers that a pistol grip. And so I'm not going to transfer it to him. I'm like, what do you want to do with it? He goes, well, you know, can you modify it? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a little bit. I'm so busy traveling and teaching. And uh, he goes, he goes, well, I'm just, I just re- decided to return it. I'm like, okay. He goes, can I, I got some, uh, I got a RME number I got to put in the box. Can I come and pick it up? I'm like, I can't give it to you legally and neither can I give it to you for you to ship back. I have to ship it back. So he shows up and he's like, he goes, you have the box. And I'm like, well, I haven't packaged it yet, but you can give me the stuff. I'll put it in the box and I'll mail it either today or tomorrow. So he's like, he literally wanted me to like give him the gun to walk, to leave with it, to go mail it. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way, dude. It doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Um, For sure. First we shoot. So we keep getting a note saying delivery delayed due to vicious animal. We have three house cats. That's Whatever excuse they can use. I promise well, you. It, it, we'll get that with USPS a lot. Like they'll just say delivery attempted. We're like, you didn't attempt nothing. Like middle of the yeah. summer, you didn't attempt to deliver it. What you did is you ran behind and you couldn't do it for whatever reason. And you just said delivery attempted. So you don't get gigged for it. That's exactly right. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. I guarantee you. Um, let's, uh, let's get some of these G webs has got a ton of questions out there. Good Lord. Go G webs. Um, before we get to it though, uh, quick story. So I, I was talking with a company, was it NRA this last year or shot one of the two. And, um, they had a, an order five or six machine guns, mm-hmm. right. Headed to some law enforcement agency that got delivered at some old lady's house. (laughs) Like literally a little old lady was delivered five or six machine guns. Nice. Um, And they had to go figure out what was going on. And they had to actually call the law enforcement agency, which was like a couple of hours away. It wasn't like it was in the same town, even Uh, a couple of hours away. Um, to drive over there and pick it up. I mean, thankfully it was a little old lady that was honest and, you know, followed up and called numbers on the box or whatever. And they were able to get it figured out. But I'm thinking, what if that was delivered to a crack house or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. That's nothing. I know this guy that he keeps his top secret documents in his Corvette inside a garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I know that guy too. I think I've heard of that. I think I heard that story one time. Oh. Uh. 
goodness gracious. It's a, it's one of the old Corvettes though, so it's got yeah. actual locks and yeah. doesn't have all the uh, got a hard top. electronics. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's secure. It's it's yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, G Web's out there. Let's get to a couple of these real quick. Uh, he says, "What industry events do you enjoy the most?" I guess you've been to them all, pretty much, right? You know, it's funny. I there's a, I can't remember who it was. I think um, somebody did a text message that would tell everybody when all the industry events were happening at Shaw Show. I'm assuming that kind of is what he's alluding to somewhat. And I started prioritizing. I'm like, which ones were the most valuable for you know media for me to go to? And right. definitely the USCCA event. I would say that's that's a big one because you got Tim Kennedy. You know, you've got um, you've got some of the MMA stars, other MMA stars that are there. Um, so I, I think the USCCA one's probably the best one in that aspect because it's pretty closed to, to get into that. I had to pull some strings. Uh, right. Next from there, I like the guns.com. Guns.com is, is a fun one to kind of just relax and smooth and bump into people and say hi. Uh, I think those two are probably the, the, the coolest. But range day, media day at the range, industry oh, day yeah, at the no range. Doubt. You know, yeah. that definitely is a cool one because you get to shoot a lot of the first new stuff out, get some good video content. Unfortunately, I didn't have my camera crew, my entourage with me there mm -hmm. for right, that right. day. So hopefully, um, hopefully next year I'll be able to bring them. We'll be able to get some some video done of that. Let's see. What else is there? There's a ton of now them. On, but... Now on, uh, uh, and, and I will put a pin in it. I will follow up on that. But uh, on range day this, this year, mm-hmm. Um, were you terribly impressed by anything at Range Day this year? Not really. I don't think there was anything that like you know yeah. blew my mind. It was like, oh, this is freaking the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, no, I mean for me, it was I was really looking at suppressors because we just got our SOT, mm -hmm. so I wanted right. to you know see what kind of suppressors are out there. So I was quite interested in that. Um, and there was a couple other neat kind of guns that that they had, but I don't think it was anything that was really. I, I got the ride. <laughs> this is how uneventful it was. I got the ride around on those uh, dune buggies they had there. Like really? last, last year, I was like, I ain't got the time for that because I was going, you know, boot the boot. This year, I was like, eh. So I went and rode on it. Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I rode on one of those electric bikes. It was kind of. I was I was gonna do that, but I, yeah. Yeah, I just wrote on wrote on one for the first time. Our our son in law and daughter um, got two of them. Got one, nice. Yeah, so we I get to um, ride around. Yeah, you know, aside from aside from and, and and it really wasn't that impressive. It was just neat that it existed, I guess, or that it was going to exist. I think they're shipping now. Was that Henry nine millimeter carbine? Um, yeah, because they didn't throw any promotion out beforehand mm -hmm. on that you just showed up and it's like oh henry's at range day wow first of right. all it's like right. henry doesn't go to shot, go to shot show right and you're exactly. like and you walk up and it's like what what in the world's a 1022 doing it and you get to look at you're like holy crap that's a nine mil what and you're yeah. like they're like yeah it's we're debuting here i'm like oh okay yeah. like Stuff okay the game. so that was pretty neat because of the circumstances but i just, agree I mean, it's if you're a big fan of the like the Marlin Camp Nines or you know yep. that sort of thing, um, it, it's pretty interesting that little Henry carbine for sure. I mean, you don't see a, uh, a carbine nowadays; everything's aluminum or whatever. You don't see much wood on uh, on the carbines yeah. nowadays. Yeah, I um, I, I, I really like what Anthony has going on over there. Anthony's been a, a sponsor of mine for a while. I probably got six or eight Henry rifles, and oh yeah. He, um, yeah, you know, that that's that's a cool one. I, they're actually going to be sending me a forty-five seventy lever action to do some videos for them. Nice. And, uh, I'm I'm excited about that with a suppressor. I'm going to throw a suppressor on it. Oh, there so, you go. Yep, yeah, yeah. Shaw Shaw yeah. Armament, one of my sponsors out of uh, Georgia, and and Henry stepping it up again, and they're sending me it. We're going to do some uh, videos with muzzle rise with the Mantis and distance shooting. See how far I can get. I got two hundred and fifty yards here in my backyard. I can shoot. So oh, forty-five seventy. That's nothing. Yeah, I know. They they said they haven't had a lot of videos of anybody doing it, doing that, you know, doing it that long. Uh, probably, probably not. I think I think what you get into though with a lot of of creators out there that do videos, um, is they don't have the space. You know, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of people that, you know, they may only have access to an indoor range at best. They've got an outdoor range that might be a couple of three hundred yards, mm -hmm. if they're if they're lucky. 
Um, and it's that way here, even with um, when you talk about any type of a range, uh, that's not somebody's own personal range at their house anyway. Uh, yep. There's a lot of that here uh, in this part of the country. But as far as, you know, members on a private range or public range, I think 200 yards is the most on anything wow. here. If you want to get out to you know, 500, 800, 1,000, you're talking about somebody's house or getting access to a law enforcement range somewhere. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of how it is here, too. I think the biggest in our area is... I think one's got 300. That's a private range uh, for members only. And then another one that's open to the public has 400 yards. Mm -hmm. It's out in, right. out in the Auburn area. Now, if I go nearly two hours west of here, there's a really cool range. They've got 1,500 meters. And years mm. ago, I would take my uh, I would take my 50 over there. I would take mm. several things, but that was one of them that I took. Right. Um, and, yeah, they've got a five-story structure on that as well. So nice. not only can you shoot out to 1500 yards but you can shoot up to five stories high hmm. and exactly. if you've never shot if you've never shot at elevation you know yep. like Different. that's fun it changes the game on you for sure for sure and yeah, just like bow hunting out of a tree stand yeah different yep yeah, yeah the, the the one thing i didn't take into account which makes sense when you think about it hunting hogs out of a helicopter oh yeah 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 you we're so used to leading but if the helicopter's flying faster than the hogs running you got to trail it. It's crazy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You don't think about that well, kind it's, of stuff. It's one of those things where, yeah, people don't realize it's one of those things where if you, uh, what was the old thing with like the physics or whatever? If you're driving down the road and you at 50 miles an hour and you throw a baseball. So it stacks, right? Like the speed that you're able to get, at least temporarily, on that baseball stacks with the 55 miles an hour because you're already moving that fast so uh hmm. yeah we're, we're getting into physics and stuff which is not my strong suit <laughs> mine either mine either i just like shooting stuff and blowing shit up right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so uh yeah back to the back to the show so other than shot you've got nrem you got the uscca you've got iv 8888 you've got the shooting sport showcase you've got the gathering you've got Good Lord, I can't think of them all. So is There's, there any other ones that uh, you that are? So as far as shows, it, every year I have to do shot, entering annual meetings, so NRAM, um, USCCA Expo. Those three are 1,000% are, are have, have to be at them. Though because, last, of, because of re return, basically? Yes, yeah, about. for sure, for sure. Like yeah. SHOT Show, if you want to get with somebody that owns a company, they're going to be at SHOT Show. That's the place, yeah. 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 And then the follow up after that is going to be if they weren't at SHOT Show or they were too busy to meet with you, they're probably not always, but probably going to be at UNRAM. Mm -hmm. USCCA, just because I've got such a, you know, in with them and, and whatnot over right. the years, for me, right. it's a it's a place to be. And it's getting bigger and bigger. It's kind of getting to the size of, of NRAM or a minimum Great American show. Um, so that, that's why, you know, I want to do that one. So those three are like a gimme, though I didn't do NRAM last year because I was teaching a class up in in Chicago. And this year, I almost wasn't going to do it because I was supposed to teach class in Florida. But that ended up getting canceled because they canceled the, the Florida women's shoot. So right. I'm going to reschedule the Florida, Florida women's shoot, and I'm going to Indiana for NRAM this year. Nice. Uh, okay. I see those three for sure. Uh, this was my first year doing IV8888. So Eric's Range Day, this was my first okay. year doing that one. And I, I got to say, that was that was fun. So Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your, what's your opinion of that? I haven't. I haven't been able to justify that as far as the return side of things. Right. Uh, and I've never been. I've only talked to people. But so far, I'm like, I don't know if that's worth what it's going to cost to make that happen. Well, I so that was in October. And I applied for my SOT in October. And, and Chad, Chad's been, you know, of Eric and Chad of uh, mm -hmm. IV8088. So Chad's been on me about getting my SOT for years anyways. Because yeah, I keep saying, well, I want to do it. He's like, just do it. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to find the, you know, the, the return. I got to, how am I going to be able to recoup that $500? Right. And he goes, he goes, just, just do it. You'll, you'll find a way. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'll find a way, but I want to have the way before I do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So finally I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And I did it just before I at least got everything ready to mail it in just before the, the event there, his range, their range day. And I, I, that's where I actually closed Henry and closed Shaw Armament. 
on the idea. I went over nice. to him. I said, hey, have you ever done this with, your, with a rifle? Have you ever you know, monitored this? Check that. Muzzle rise uh, with a suppressor, without a suppressor. And, well, no, nobody's done that. And, Great. You want me to do it? Sure. Where do right. we send the rifle? Right. I'm like, all right. So to nice. me, it was like it was a good way to kind of you know, solidify that and, and, and move move forward with Henry and get a, get my first suppressor sponsor. So it's it's a it's a plus like that. So I think because of that, it, it kind of makes me just say, yeah, I think I, I want to go to it. Plus, you get to shoot some freaking fun stuff. Oh, right. and um, yeah. Rapid Fire Rachel was there. Rapid, Rapid Fire Rachel, she did the um, the new event that is replacing um, oh, that's the other full auto event in the South. Oh, I can't think I forgot. I can't believe I forgot the name of that. Anyway. Yeah, I know, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. a big one. They just ended it last year. They're not doing it anymore. And then she started. She started her own. She said it was pretty good. So we're gonna have her on the show to talk about it. And uh, it's just another event to go to, right? It's like somebody going, out there in the chat will, will tell us. But was it Knob Knob Creek? Knob, Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Yep, Knob that's Creek. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Knob Creek ended, and she's kind of taken over and and Take running with up. her her own thing kind of thing. Yep. Very but cool. Yeah. Another event to go to. And then there's the Pew Pew something that. Uh, that yep not creek um you know the, there's a pew pew event down in i think south carolina that uh jay the shooter was mentioning right yeah uh, just, there's a lot of them but the, there's a there's a full auto thing in oklahoma too every oklahoma. year pretty big yeah. full auto shoot yeah 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 it's 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 Definitely. a lot i mean if i if i'm going to all these see i don't do media full-time i teach classes full-time and then right. when i'm when I'm not teaching classes, I'm working the farm. I mean, we've got a guest house that we run out on Airbnb. We're adding actually, hopefully this year we'll add three more locations. So we'll, wow. we'll have our we'll have three other locations on the property, an RV a year, and then we're going to put a garage up with a, a loft apartment and that that we're going to rent out as well. So I do maintenance on all that and keep that stuff going, along with the chickens and the bees, and we're adding goats and and possibly a uh, a peacock uh, this wow. spring. Now, so why a peacock? Pretty. People want, <laughs> okay. people want to see peacocks, but I thought maybe there was another reason. Well, well they do. Um, they do kind of can ward off and, and be intimidating to I've heard fox, that. Yeah. foxes and coyotes. So that was kind of my first thought on it. I was looking into it. And one of my students in Massachusetts, he, um, he has one that he wants to, that he needs to get rid of because he has two males and they mm -hmm. don't, two males don't like each other. You know, it's like right. two roosters. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, and he says he's quiet. So, my wife's like, listen, it sounds like a lady getting strangled in the woods. I don't want a peacock. And I'm like, right. But he says he's quiet. He's quiet we'll there. See. So, we'll see. Yeah. Right. For <laughs> right. sure. He'll come here and it'll be like the louder than any peacock you've ever heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my well, he'll be, a, he'll be the big dog on the block at your house. Right. So, he will. Yeah. That's, well, he'll have free range of the 23 acres and, and with the chickens and the bees and the dogs and the cat and the rabbit. You know, freaking farm here for sure. Yeah, it's not about there. It says right, right up until the point the peacock gets on your car and scratches it all to crap. <laughs> you know, honestly, that's why we decided not to do goats at first. Like when yeah, we bought this, oh god, they'll get on anything. This property we bought it five years ago, and we're like, you know, we're like, well, let's you know, let's use the property, and and we're thinking goats. I'm like, yeah, goats would be kind of fun. And then I reading about them jumping up on cars, and I'm like. Yeah, we can't have a goat jumping on like, and you know, we've had Justin Bieber here, so like we don't we don't want a goat jumping up on Justin Bieber's limo. I mean, that's not going to be a good thing. So I'm like, yeah, we'll hold off on the goats, but we're going to keep we're going we've got four acres over here on this four about four and a half acres over here on the side above north uh, is it north south of the range that we're going to cordon off into like four different uh, one acre paddocks. That's probably right. where we'll end up having them roam and then move them yeah. move them around from paddock to paddock to clean the clean the grass. There's some. There's some folks here just down the road that raise goats, and it's amazing almost every time. I mean, we're used to it now, but you drive by, and there'll be a goat up on the craziest thing, like a goat standing on a fence post, and you're like, how in the world did a goat get on a fence post? <laughs> That's you know? hilarious. Just crazy. I mean, on on sheds, right? Like up yep. on their, like, their sheds. How did he get like, up there? How did he get? How? Because, I mean, there's no way they jumped that high. No, so did they, they help? Each, did they give each other a boost and, off the back of another goat? How how did like it's amazing what you see them instead of giving a, giving a hand it. up, it's giving a hoof up. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's crazy. So um, I was yeah. talking to somebody real quick. I was talking to somebody uh, who does solar. He's a student of mine and and a, and a client by bought a gun or transferred a gun. He um he does solar and he said that they used to bring people in that would do sheep and the sheep would eat the wires. So they said no more sheep. 
So then somebody brought goats in to do the mowing to eat, you know, mow down the grass or on the, the solar panels. Yeah. And the goats ended up getting on top of the solar panels and destroyed like 16 solar panels in like one first swoop. Sure. So yeah. then they're like, nope, no more animals, no animals at all yeah, because yeah. of that. So the ghost out there said fainting goats is the best. My baby <laughs> brother has some of fainting goats and they're the funniest things you will ever see in your life. I hear that's not good for him though. Like if you <laughs> scare him and they could kill him, give him a heart attack because you're actually scaring him. I guess as long as you don't do it all the time, but okay. So just, just in moderation. Uh, Got it. But like, there are other things that will scare them like lightning or thunder. I should say lightning doesn't mm. scare them. Lightning doesn't make a noise, but the thunder, right. Mm. Uh, if it gets real close or something like that, uh, you know, they'll freak out a lot of times. Yeah. It's, it's okay. weird. Uh, G webs jump on back on some of G web stuff. And think, thanks G for all the questions. If anybody else has questions or whatever, throw them out there in the chat. We'll get to them. Um, he says, are you a member of Palma? Uh, or any other industry slash media organizations? I am not a member of POMA, um, though I did make a note of it once they popped up on the screen. So I'm definitely going to look into that. Um, I, a lot of, I, I am a supporter of local ranges a lot. So I'm a member of quite a few ranges, even though I don't need mm -hmm. to go to any of the ranges because I have my own ranges here on the property. Uh, I do, I do am a member of quite about, about five, I think, handful of ranges here in, in upstate New York area. Uh, but I am a lifetime NRA member. I am a lifetime Second Amendment Foundation member. Second Amendment Foundation, lifetime member. Um, also, uh, a few other ones, Gun Owners of America and, and whatnot. I've, I've joined some some of those other organizations like that to help the fight because they're, they're doing such a good job. Uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Once mm -hmm. we got the Bruin decision back in June, I said, you know what? I, I never renewed my membership, so I renewed my membership with them as well. So those are, those are some of the ones that I've done. There's just like shows around the country. There's just so many of them to join and there's only right. so much, only so much money that you can put towards it. There's only much, so much time and money that you have. Yeah. And we, people ask, you know, I usually, I usually say when you're talking about second amendment organizations or whatever, I'm like, go with your state organization. Most times, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and then personal. as far as national, you know, if you can't do them all, just pick one. It's just really that simple. I mean, just well, pick one. The ones that fight the court battles, I think, probably need the help the most. I agree. Um, one, but, of them, some, one of the attorneys was telling me it was like $2,000 because you got to print off on their specific paper. Um, oh, yeah. Specific yeah, yeah. print. I mean, it's it's like, how is this not? Fonts, like, yeah. Right. The font's got to be exact. It's like. How yep. is this not some sort of, I mean, you, you see these government bids. I hate doing dealing with the government. I hate doing mm -hmm. bids. And back in the years when I was entertaining it, I never won one. I submitted to a few, but it's just so taxing. It's like, really, you got to have it this much, you know, font size and, you know, this type font face and yep. these, you know, this much space between pair. It's like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they really don't want somebody to win the bid or they just, they basically, that's maybe their way of weeding the masses out I and i know it. well i know i know cases you've got you've got talking heads that uh, obviously will get on and they'll talk about the latest court case or legislation or whatever it might be and especially on the court case stuff i've seen multiple times people come on and just be furious that the court dismissed or kicked back a case or whatever it might be and they don't tell everybody maybe they don't research it that far i don't know that it was exactly what you're talking about like there was some kind of a clerical thing where the court legit couldn't accept that like it has to be rewritten in the right way and i don't agree with that i don't i mean i i like the idea of there being some uniformity and consistency yeah. i can see how that can help speed the court process along if yeah. that's the case um but you know at the end of the day it yeah it's silly yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i had um i had a case where i, I ended up suing somebody locally and I, I won the case, but then their attorney ended up asking to have it dismissed because the court got the name of the company wrong. They got the court got the name wrong. Like all the paperwork I submitted was it was correct, but they put it in the into the system incorrectly. And it was like yeah. the first name and it was just like one letter off yeah. or something. And they said, Yeah, you won a case, but that's not us. Yeah. And the court dismissed the case. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? And then retried it. Under the correct name because of their error. I'm like, well, it was your error. So because it was your error, how does that? No, what do you mean? I got to, you got to retry it. So they retried yeah. it. I went in 
one again, one like a couple hundred bucks less than what I the one last time. It was just like the whole it's the court's fault. Yet I've got I'm the one that's got to right. take more time off of work and you know, yeah. right? Government. Let's uh, let's 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 get into uh, let's get into a little fun. G-Web still got a couple of questions. I do have them starred, but we'll close out with those today. Cool. Uh, let's ha- let's have a little fun. What I call the lightning round. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you, Matt, a couple of choices here. You have to pick one. That's the rule. You don't have to explain. Get we ready. don't really care about the explanation, but you have to pick one. All right. So, uh, and you'd rather have an ATV or a boat? ATV. Uh, had you rather eat steak fingers or chicken strips? Chicken strips? Uh, Android or iPhone? Android. Flat Dark Earth or OD Green? Ooh, I got to go old school. OD Green. <laughs> uh, vacation in the mountains or at the beach? My wife says beach. I say mountains. My, my <laughs> wife my wife likes the mountains too, but, but she, she'd prefer beach first. I'd prefer right, mountains first. Right. Uh, 12 gauge or 20 gauge? 12 gauge. Uh, Miami Vice or in the heat of the night? Miami Vice, of course. Gatorade or Powerade? Hmm. Either, either Powerade, I guess. Uh, Bronco or Blazer? Hmm. I think I, I think I'll pick me some OJ. Bronco. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? Well, I'm related to Clint Eastwood, so I have to say Clint Eastwood. Well, there you go. That make that made that one easy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's pretty um, cool. I like that. So. Yeah, let's get to kind of closing in on the top of the hour here. So we'll get to uh, G-Webs. Before we get to the two that G-Webs has, what I was going to say, has there been somebody that you would love to have on as a guest that you have yet to have on as a guest? Well, you, of course. You know, that's everybody. I'm used to that. So, (laughs) um. You know, I was really hoping because I'm related to him as well. I was kind of really hoping back before he actually became president, uh, Trump. I was hoping to maybe if I could get Trump oh, really? on, but yeah. yeah, he's like my fifth cousin or something like that. My my great grandmother. Probably... Yeah, he doesn't know me from Adam. That was tough before. It's probably yeah. super tough now. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> right, right. Now, who in the uh, who's your favorite? Who would you say would be your favorite? Not necessarily your favorite person, I guess you've had on, but has offered the best experience or conversation. Wow, geez, there's somebody we've had. Over somebody two. wanted to go back and listen to like the ultimate episode. Would you I, say I would, would say one that would definitely uh, really stand out would be Thomas Oxall. I think Thomas Shocks, I mean, they're all great interviews, but this one was really, it was about his situation where he shot the, uh, the illegal alien who was trying to kill an Arizona state trooper mm-hmm. and uh, how he, you know, how he shot him and watched his head explode like a pinata. I think it was very PTSD, really gets into that mindset of, you know, if you take a life, even if it's justified, it's still going to affect you mentally. You're going to have oh, yeah. sleep, sleepless oh, yeah. nights. You're going to have uh, you know, the, the mark of Cain. People are going to disown you because they don't know what to say to you or because what you did, they just can't believe that you did that. So I, I right. think that was, a, that was a really riveting ep- episode that, uh, you know, was a tearjerker for sure. And that's a valid point. Uh, I think that would be uh, would be a good one. Uh, I've talked to several uh uh, who am I thinking about here in Texas that I can't think of his name? The Southern, the Springs. Yeah, uh, we've, Stephen, yeah we've had him on. Stephen Williford. Williford, yeah, yeah Williford. Uh, great guy, but but talks about the same way. Like you don't, you know, we're not accustomed as as, as humans to really to doing horrible and atrocious things. And sometimes right. when we have to do that for, you know, our own self defense or preservation of that of somebody else, like you have to deal with the ramifications of that. You know. And yeah, that's, we, that's tough. And a lot of people don't think about that. They act all big, bad, and tough. And it's like, yeah, yeah but maybe later. if you pull that trigger at that point, you, you've got all kinds of things you're going to have to worry yeah. about and it's going to affect you. Yeah. We had, so uh, real quick, Charlie and I do a live show. Charlie Cook and I do a live hey, show. Dude. We took the two, the two shows together. We basically do a one hour live show a couple times a month. And we had Steven on. Steven was on Charlie's nice. show before. So we brought Steven on. The one thing that stood out, uh, that he said there was because I said you know, you, hear, you hear a noise or something you kind of think it's fireworks 
And he goes, it's exactly what he thought. When he heard the shooting, he thought, man, there's fireworks. Right. And, and he had that delay in that decision-making process. I call it three steps behind from senses, the brain to body. Mm. And, and he, and he basically said that he had this like fireworks and then he's like, what? And he looked and yeah. what? And he took off running to save lives. All right. So. This is uh experience in location because I can tell you when I hear it. Um, whoops, there he is. So, uh, yeah, when I hear that, my mind doesn't, my mind goes to guns right off the bat because it happens so often around here. I'm surprised I haven't heard any during this podcast because <laughs> neighbors and everything else, uh, yeah. there's constantly gunfire around here. I'm in the country and people go out in the backyard or whatever the case may be all the time. So, um, the, the only, the only time I think fireworks, if it's, if is, if it's close to a holiday, cause here, they don't sell fireworks except for around certain holidays a, a week before or something. Uh, and so it never even registers that it, it might be that. Um, G-Web's out there. Get his real quick. He says, uh, uh, if you had a blank check, what would be the ideal Meet the Presser studio slash workshop be like? Well, I have an a vision of buying a uh, two-story pole barn or having a two-story pole barn built up front near the front of the road and making classroom upstairs and then store downstairs, if you will. So it wow. was kind of, kind of a dream down the right. road. Right. One of these days, uh, the funding needs to pick up, of course, but, uh, you or you get Trump on and just get a loan <laughs> from cousin Trump. Cousin, man. That's all you cousin. need. Hey, just, hey, give me a cool million. <laughs> right. That ain't nothing for him. That ain't nothing. For sure. <laughs> Uh, Gio says, uh, what's the outlook for the next five years of meat depressors or even 10 years? So where are you that's headed? A, that's a great question. So when we started it, it was just, let's do interviews. And then it morphed into, okay, let's also do you know political activism, which we've, right. we've done a lot of that. Talk about faith. Uh, and, and then when Clint went for a year and, and got a job with the USCCA, he came off the show of being on it face wise and went behind the scenes only to do the production and then i had the idea instead of st shutting the show down thought we'd do guest co-hosts and then i just bring a guest co-host on somebody who had been on in the past and then bring they could bring somebody that they knew on and we'd interview them right and then it went from that still doing that to me saying you know what it's time to do a live show and then i reached out to charlie cook and said hey let's do a live show uh we've got our merch we're doing that i just had stickers stickers done i've got my own uh my own likeness in a sticker kind of like charlie cook has and and uh one of the other uh pound for pound best firearms instructor in the industry right gun bunny not not firearms instructor no, now. Sorry. gun bunny gun now. bunny gun bunny yeah <laughs> our, our, our our favorite gun bunny yeah. uh you know they all have their own sticker so i'm like yeah i should do my own sticker so i, uh -huh. I got my own Absolutely. sticker Absolutely. in the process of being made so I, you know the next five years i, I know we're going to be doing more uh content in the sense of short videos and, and cool stuff like i just did the um the uh for one of our sponsors is next level training as well as the refined savages and I, I did a three video series where i started a fire as a caveman with uh bow and staff and then i started nice. as fred, fred flintstone with flintstone and then i went and i am a refined savage and i am the geico caveman starting a fire with the g-spot refined savages g-spot so just oh, cool right. things like that we did that i've got an elmer fudd video that i'm putting together i'm going to go out and uh, do some rabbit hunting with some dragon breath ammunition nice so nice fun stuff i got an atf is poo poo we're going to be shooting some uh, uh i should say atf e because we're going to be exploding some stuff as well right so, yeah a lot of people cool forget the, a lot of people forget the b in the front and the e at the end yeah. don't they so yeah. Uh, or you can just call them the AFT because that's much more fun. The aft. <laughs> Hopefully they will be after very soon. Right. Uh, right. On. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's close this one out, Matt. Give uh, give you a couple of minutes here because uh, uh, Anne out there, she's, she's saying who's on the panel. So this is a good time as any. Uh, Perfect. Since Anne, since Anne coming late. Uh, who you are, where can folks find you? Uh, I think I do have currently and if not i will definitely in replay have beats Press's website all that down below but awesome. uh do your uh spiel and all that good stuff for us appreciate it so uh, matt mallory with meet the pressers you can check uh, all the social media out on meetthepressers.com or just meet the pressers on all the major social media and uh, my training company ps and ed public safety and education 
travel around the country and do firearms training, self-defense, taser, pepper spray, master instructor slash uh, training counselor for five of the major brands, taser and UTM, and Sabre, and U uh, NRA and USCCA. So uh, if I'm not around the country training, I'm somewhere here on the farm doing stuff or making content, trying to have fun and educate the masses uh, through the interwebs. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for coming on and kicking back, that. having a conversation. We covered a, a lot of different things. Uh, we'll see you, I'm assuming, in Indy, unless something uh, be there. Something breaks down or tears up. Yep. And uh, yeah, thanks. And, and uh, yeah, if uh, anything happens, we can help out, promote anything, get you back on, talk about new things, whatever. Appreciate it. Be sure you reach out and uh, yeah, and let me know. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this one and actually this week. But next week, we've got uh, Infinite Defense in the house. And then I can't even think about who the next one is. But Matt mentioned Charlie Cook riding shotgun with Charlie. We do have him down as well as Big Tony Simon will be in the house here in the next few weeks on the podcast. too. for be looking for that. Uh, as always, uh, scrolling down below, but I'll say it. Thanks to Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members. Uh, and all of those that help support the channel, including the folks that power this podcast, at least the early season this year, MTM Case Guard. So, again, uh, hit those guys up. Check out everything they have to offer over at MTM Case. Don't forget the dash, mtmcase-guard.com, and you can use uh, the code CloverTag for 10% off. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for us here Uh Certainly have a good weekend if you're listening to this anyway on a Thursday as we're recording. And uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to chain fire, of course, freedom. Bye. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out CloverTac.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the CloverTac Podcast.